keep your hand off that dial. This is 102.4 Blue Room Insight. Broadcasting on all planes of reality. What's up guys and welcome to another episode of Blue Room Insight. You're not going to fucking believe who came out of underneath a rock. Hey. Skipper. How you doing? <laughs> hey buddy. We've missed you. I don't even think the other guys don't even know we're doing this because I texted you whenever you were texting me about it or or in the group. And I just texted you and I was like, well, you and I just do this because honestly, I know Matt's working a lot. And he also has to record with me this week already. So I was like, you know, it's been a minute since Skipper's had been on here. Let's let's get him on here. So luckily I have all my stuff with me this time. Yeah, luckily, It's good right? to be back. It's good to be back. <laughs> How's Kentucky going? Um, It's down to, like, freezing every night again, but outside of that, it's going pretty well. Uh, that's happening here, too, so don't feel too bad. All right. It was literally 80 degrees last week, and this week it is 52 right now, and tonight the low, I think, is in the 40s. So yeah, we've had freeze warnings the past couple nights. Yeah, we had a we had some frost warnings. Nice. So yeah, no, not really. It was really nice, and then you it, know, it, it's not nice anymore. No, like I I like the I I'm ready for spring. As much as I like winter, and like you even know that like I like the fall and the winter kind of winter weather. just it tends to overstay its welcome a bit. Yeah, well, it's because where we live, well, I, I want to say it, even here, like it definitely does. But at the same time, I mean, summer really everywhere in the United States, other than what, like the Key West and Hawaii, is four or five months long. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess sometimes my thing, I, I think I just want 75 degree weather year round and I'd be happy. I'd be okay with that. With like a nice breeze, you know, just a, I don't know, something where you could put the windows down in the in your vehicle or outside, like well, just in your house, like just so that you can have you don't even need the AC or anything on, or a heater, like, and then uh, just fucking, you know, you go to the beach. The only bad thing about it is, I guess, the water would never get hot. <laughs> it would never become nice and warm. It it would always be have a nice little brisk to it. I'm okay with so. that. That's a nice trade-off yeah. to make. No, I like. I I don't know. I like. I don't know. I've I've been swimming in the uh, the creeks and the rivers and stuff up in the mountains, and that shit's cold. That's cold. That mountain yeah, water's I, I, cold. And I, you could probably assume that the ocean would get what maybe sixty degrees. Um, I just don't know if that's good enough. Yeah. I don't know if it's warm enough. I don't know. I don't know. Anything anything new going on? How's how anything any updates? Um driving back home the twenty fifth of this month. And then I'll be flying back out here for one week at the end of April and then um we act, do actually have an open date. Oh that's good. Uh, it'll be May fifteenth. Okay. So, 
you're you're for sure not going to be able to. Uh, yeah, go to it's not going to be able to happen. <laughs> what about uh, what about this other event in April? When was that? It's April first, and on, I gotta I gotta go back to Blue Room real quick because I don't remember what it's called. Um, sh- encounter quest. My head, April first. I don't have anything going on. Yeah, it's gonna be encounter quest. Seems like it's gonna be a pretty cool uh, event. I think. You know, like I guess we can. What only... day of the week is that? Uh, Saturday. It's a Saturday. My April is gonna be fucking packed between the movie theater, uh, Encounter Quest, April first. What movies and I coming think out? Hamlet, North Carolina, huh? What movies coming out? Uh, we got fucking Evil Dead, and that's all I care about. Oh, and then right. I'm, I, I mean, there's a lot more, but. <laughs> That's just all I care about. I just know that I will be there because cause I already looked. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of previews. I saw three movies this past weekend. So, Any good ones? Uh, Scream 6, 65, and Creed 3. And all three I gave 7s on IMDb. So. <laughs> all right. Not bad. I've, heard, but my, I've never my, seen any of those series. Um, I've heard Creed's good. Yeah, I like Creed. Sixty-five is really interesting. You would, I think, you would really like that. What is sixty? Out of the three, it has Adam Driver in it. It's basically it's set sixty-five million years ago in the past, and he okay. crash lands on a prehistoric Earth, but he is human. So basically, it's going off of so we're an advanced of civilization, apes, but backwards. Uh, yeah. Instead kind of going of. to the future, he goes to the past. Yeah, but he well, it's no time travel. He is from another planet. Gotcha. Yeah, so he's from another planet. He crash lands. He goes through a like asteroid field, which I I don't want to spoil or tell you too much. But like, basically, he goes through this rocky shit and then crash and has to crash land on Earth. And he, it's uncharted territory. It's like nobody knows where it is. And he just, you know, 65 million years ago. What the fuck's going on? Dinosaurs are going on. That's what's going on. And yeah, so and Sam Raimi produced it. Yeah, so I really wanted to see it. It's worth it for sure. Y2K talks about it. So All right. there's spoilers in that, though. But yeah, Encounter Quest, do you think you can make it to that one? No promises, but I will try. Cool, cool, and that'd be and it's cool because it's only two and a half hours away, so it's like not even a long drive. It's just nine a.m. Yeah. to six p.m., so we have to leave early. And they're twenty five dollars a ticket. So I not should too bad. be able to make it. Yeah, I think you should be able to. I don't see why not. Do not see why not. So. You sure? You sure about Withville? Yeah. What if I'm, you just I'm drive out there for like a? Just drive out there Saturday. Just drive out to the event, and don't worry about the Thursday through Sunday that we're doing. I'm gonna have to pass on it. Okay. Uh, there is a 
museum near you, by the way. Well, not super near you, but it's uh, the Paranormal um, hmm. Museum in Kentucky. I got to think of where exactly. I have some stuff from them, but... Okay, it is... Is that it? Yeah, International Paranormal Museum and Research Center in Somerset, Kentucky. So, on your way down, you should you should stop by there. Because that'd be sick. Because <laughs> we did not get to go there. Did you say it was we the were. International Paranormal Museum and whatnot? Uh, yeah, it's going to be in Somerset, Kentucky. I'm not sure how many that hours or how all the... Two hours away from me. Okay, but is it out of the way? Um, I could take that route home. That's what I'm saying. So. I might stop by. All right, cool, because then you can pick me up some cool shit. <laughs> what you want? I don't know. A ghost, a Bigfoot. I, whatever, just whatever is there. You have to go, and then, and then we can figure it out together. When you're there, you gotta like get up with me. Um, you know that cryptid uh, fandom wiki website? Yes. Um, they've always got that at up top. Uh, what cryptid are you? Yeah. Take this quiz. Yeah. I finally took it the other day, and I'm Bigfoot. <laughs> the apparently. quiz. Who? Wait, who are you? I'm Bigfoot. Oh, nice. Do you think that's because of your social sit- shit? Like your I social? I honestly don't remember the questions. It. Uh, I should take it. Uh, I'll see what. It asks like, "How tall are you? Short? Um, <laughs> bit below average? Jeez. Average? A bit above average? Tall? You're average. I just said average. Yeah. It feels. Uh, it feels. Average to be average, doesn't it? Yeah. So, speaking of a cryptid, uh, do you want to get into the topic today? Yeah, we can do that. All right, here we go. So, we are doing a kind of different. Uh, it's still, I I'm not actually sure if this would be a cryptid, but I assume so. Um. Are plants cryptids? Can they be cryptids? Um, like a plant. What is the definition of a cryptid? Well, I don't. It's basically, you know, on on either thought to be alive, something are extinct. Animals that, that is, cryptozoologists believe may exist in the wild but are not recognized by science. So it is specifically animals that are cryptids. Okay, so this isn't just a story. Of of a very large carnivorous plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, when I first looked it up, I thought of Cthulhu. <laughs> and I thought of H.P. Lovecraft. I thought of, like, an elder... I Well, not specifically I mean, so, some Cthulhu. Of, I some of these of, descriptions give off very Lovecraftian vibes. Oh, for sure. I, I thought of uh, uh, Mountains of Madness. I can't remember... Okay, yeah. I can't remember the the creature in that. I think it was like it starts with an S. Oh, no. S. Um, yeah, it gets hard. It gets hard to pronounce some of those motherfuckers. I don't think we're supposed to. That's like the whole thing, right? 
Oh, uh, yeah. That's just Alrighty. the closest approximation we can make. Mm-hmm. Which is always fun. So, the Yativio. Do you think that's how it's spelled? Or, like, pronounced? Yativio? Um, I, I read it Yativio. 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 Okay. Yativio. And I've seen two different translations for that. It's either Now I See You or I See You Already. Oh. Well, either one's bad. Yeah, um, if a plant has a name that says, hey, I see you, um, I don't want to be near that plant. So it seems like there's actually a term for plants that are not like discovered, like cryptids. It's yeah. uh, cryptobotanical, which makes a lot of sense. So instead of cryptozoological, it's cryptobotanical? Botanical, botanical. Botana. Yeah, either one. All right. So you th- that's kind of like what uh, you think... Yeah, like mushrooms would fall under that too, right? That's like Last of Us or uh, really anything. That's kind of like uh, that one movie. Um, fuck. It's a cosmic horror. Annihilation? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The one with uh, Natalie, Natalie Portman? Portman? Yep, yep. Okay, that one, yeah. Yeah, that was a cryptobotanical plants. I mean, yeah. they were also on a different planet, but... <laughs> Like everything was undiscovered, but yeah. So this uh this 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 carnivorous plant that we're talking about uh apparently it's kind of it seems like it started either in Africa or South America. That's kind of what I've seen. Um, the biggest thing I've seen is technically both of them. Um, it's just separate species of carnivorous plants. Okay, and you know, weirdly, I mean that's not that's not crazy. Right, because and when we say carnivorous plants, we're not just talking like Venus flytraps. No, we are talking man-eating plants. (laughs) We're with it though. the The locations of it, it it does make sense. Like, I mean, it being in Africa or in South America, especially if it's ancient, you know, then they've been around forever, and they were probably around before the continents really split apart. Yeah, let's see. I've got Central South America. I've got Madagascar. Um, Some third place. I forgot to write down where that is. Oh, it's South America again. Just a specific spot. All right, so yeah. That's crazy. It is pretty cool. Um, There, did you... Whenever you were going through this, did you see that there's like even... There's like they have names specifically for, uh, for them, uh, like not just the Yativio, but like the monkey tree trap. Uh, there there I are more. <laughs> don't remember I, I, the monkey one. Okay, so there's also a crinoid. No, it's in Brazil. Okay. But yeah, though I, you know, though weirdly, like I, I know we got the uh, <laughs> vampire vine in Nicaragua. Yeah, there. So, I mean, we can go ahead and say it's. And also, if you ever looked at the the dates that uh, these were somewhat ran into, I suppose, or seen or started talking about, this is it seems like turn it, of the century stuff. Well, but it's also one of those things where uh, we were. Maybe not we, but 
people, white people, <laughs> were starting to go down into South America, right? We were getting really, like, we were already there. Like, we were uh, in the midst of colonizing. Yeah, but there was, like, a lot, like, I feel like people don't realize, like, how, um, how, like, not that long ago, people were still really having shit to do with. And what we should say is not necessarily people, but the governments of United States, England, France, Spain, those are typically the main four, I would say. Um, they were out there exploring. And, you know, maybe colonizing is the wrong word because by that time, you know, especially in South America, there were already cities. You know what I mean? Like, there was already yeah. shit. So it wasn't like that. Um, which also, by the way, I'm, I, I'm really caught up in, like, ancient uh, North America and South America right now. And I've read, like, f- been reading a couple books on it, and shit's been getting real. It's, like, like pre-Columbus um, time. Maya, Aztec, Inca. All that stuff. Like, Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, like... Well, yeah, like, but not just that, but like how it was, like how far along they were, how civilized they were, and also I've been getting more oh, into yeah. like when it comes to the cities, giants of America, they were bigger and cleaner than any European cities. Well, yeah, and not just that; it seemed like they actually had working shit. <laughs> like they were, oh, yeah. like, and not just that; they were so much more like politically, they were just so much more diplomatic, and it seemed like. There wasn't much violence, unless like necessary. Like typically, uh, they came with peace and offerings, and then like, you know, like I mean, look at the, I mean, what was, is it the Aztec Empire that was like the largest empire ever in Amer- the Americas? Um, something like that. that. Sounds right. You're like stretched across either way. So, but yes, I'm reading a lot about that shit and it's very interesting. So, and the giants that come up in it, dude, giants are like in every uh, single book that I've been reading. That were the largest. Incans, gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, at least specifically when the conquistador showed up, they were the biggest. The conquistador. <laughs> yeah. Getting back to this awesome plant, though. Uh, it's, it was first described to like English speaking audiences by James William, I guess, Buell. Is that how Buell? Uh, in an 1887 book, it was called Sea and Land, an illustrated history of the wonderful and curious things of nature existing before and since the du- the Doolage or the Doolage. What year did you say? 1887. I've actually got one even earlier than that. That was like. Well, this is the account to English-speaking people. Gotcha. Yeah. I've got one from a German explorer. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they don't speak English, buddy. (laughs) Who? Okay, so what about... um, Tell me about his, because all what James is, is he was a traveler, a journalist, uh, and an author. Obviously, he read a book. Um but he wrote a lot about Africa and the Americas and, and more specifically like central, like central to like yeah. Latin America to South America. All right. So the earliest known report um, was written by Edmund Spencer for the New York, New York world, uh, which was a newspaper at the time. It first appeared in the April 26th 
1874 in the daily edition of the paper, and then showed up again two days later in the weekly edition of the paper. Um, the report written by Spencer was about a German explorer named Karl Leach. Leach? I don't know. Um, describing an encounter uh, he had with the Makoto tribe in Madagascar with uh, them sacrificing people to this man-eating plant. And I actually have a quote from, I guess, that article, or from Carl himself. Um, Carl. Let's see. And that's Carl with a K. Because um, he's German? I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. The slender, delicate palpy uh, with the fury of starved serpents quivered a moment over her head. Then, as if instinct with demonic intelligence fastened upon her in sudden coils, round and round her neck and arms. Then, while her awful screams and yet more awful laughter rose wildly to be instantly strangled down again into a gurgling moan, the tendrils, one after another, like great green serpents with brutal energy and infernal rapidity, rose retracted themselves and wrapped her about in fold after fold, ever tightening with cruel swiftness and savage tenacity of anacondas fa f fastening upon their prey. Hmm. So All of that is one sentence. Well, it, you know, times were different back then. <laughs> they were. Um, I mean, shit, dude, the last 10 years were different. Remember when you and I were, like, going over, like, we were trying to, like, write novellas or novels or whatever and we're like yeah. we would do it and then like it, it would have like an autocorrect and i'd be like wait is this not how you write a sentence and like i found out a couple years ago semicolons are not even a thing anymore so <laughs> shit's changing all the time that's basically how i'm saying it thank god for fucking microsoft word i guess oh yeah so at least at least not, those guys I don't can think, keep up with the times yeah like i don't think i would be able to keep up with that shit um there is no like I don't go to school for that like you know I was going to but then it would it wouldn't have mattered because it'd be changed anyways so but um you know man like this thing there, there's not too much stuff about it because it does seem to be passed down by like word of mouth um it's very much a verbal tradition that some english-speaking people happen to encounter right and i i think that's really like i don't know like i don't discredit it right like we got the venus flytrap we got the pitcher plants we have sundews there's butterworts you know there's so many different kind of plants that already fucking are carnivorous they're yeah. just smaller Okay, that's no fine because one in the middle of the woods can't be a bit bigger. That is true, but even if it's let's go ahead and just say it's an ancient plant. I feel like most things if we talk about in the terms of evolution, things got smaller, right? Like the unless only thing that's the uh, What's that? I said unless you look at whales. Right. Well, yeah, but well, even yeah, okay, so it seems like mammals are the only ones that 
possibly uh, could go both ways, right? Like humans, for instance, we are known to have gotten taller, apparently. I don't know. I think the Giants thing is starting to really get into my head, though. And then you got giant sloths and fucking big-ass cats and big-ass wolves that now are all tiny compared to what they used to be. Uh, yeah. Same bears, too, you know. There there was a... one Once upon a time, a bigger, a bigger grizzly bear. Uh, but yeah, then you go to, like, reptiles or fish, right? Like, look at the, the white shark. Like, that is... There's a good chance that that was basically the Megalodon just fucking evolved, right? Or yeah. look at possibly dinosaurs going into maybe these birds that we're seeing. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting for sure. I, 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 I would not discount somebody saying, yeah, there's a giant fucking uh, carnivorous plant out in the woods. Just, you know, make sure you watch your step. I'd believe it. Yeah. However, well, I'm not going I, to... I take that back. There's certain I ones I believe. I would definitely immediately ignore him and go exactly where he said, because I want to see the man-eating plant. <laughs> I want to die by the man-eating plant. Um, did you look at any? Like, any any ones specifically to, like, see what they look like other than the Yativ- the Yativio? Um, I saw a, cu- a couple different pictures of them. Um, mm-hmm. That, uh... Oh, where'd it go? Was it the vampire vine? I, you brought that up earlier. That's what I was asking. Um, so how I saw it described and the one picture I saw of it looked pretty close to this. Um most of them have like a short thick trunk with a lot of long like tentacle like tendrils uh-huh. with some reports even saying that the plant may or may not have an eye to watch its prey okay that's creepy <laughs> so yeah it sounds exactly almost like uh like an elder god yeah, this is why Lovecraft is a thing. Or uh, what's the uh, what's that creature in um, Dungeons and Dragons? And he looks like that guy too. Tentacles. Uh, that would probably be the Beholder. Maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah. So that, the monkey are, are trap you tree, like the sphere with like all the tentacles coming out of it. Yeah, that one. The one big eye. Yeah. Actually, each of those tentacles has a smaller eye, but yeah, that's the Beholder. Because oh, he has okay. a lot of eyes and he beholds. Gotcha. So then bring so the monkey tree, or the trap tree, is there's actually a monkey tree pl- trap plant, and it's basically a pitcher plant like on a vine, up on a yeah. tree. Um, okay. I could 100% seeing there being a tree version of this where it's bigger and it's wide amount. It's wide enough to for a monkey to fall in, and that's it. I mean, it's basically a pitcher plant. <laughs> Just it's just a really big picture plant. Yeah. But I don't know. That's I, I do think of these as like, I think these things could be real. And not only that, uh, super interesting, you know, Biollante, who is a villain in Godzilla, 
I mean, that was like a mandating plant, basically. I'm gonna have uh, really to look at though. everywhere that man-eating plants are in. You got Mario. You got fucking uh, and tons of movies like uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I don't know if you ever watched that. I haven't. No. But yeah, so uh, I know the Life of Pi. The book had one. That was the big one that I saw mentioned. Was just on the out on the island. Yeah, so I I read some of the book in like high school and that was like the only part of the book that I remember. I never read <laughs> so the book, it. but it it was a pretty good movie. I never watched it, so. But yeah, no, I think that I I think that this this might be something that yeah, I, I I'll say we can exaggerate a little bit of it, but I I definitely could see this being real. And I could see it being depicted as what it looks like, the whole tentacles and everything. Like, what if those are its vines? Or, you know, how the Venus flytrap has the, uh, they kind of look like teeth, but it's their sensors. So, like, what if, you know, back then, if one of the sensors went off, all of them came up? Because since since it's so big that it's going to need all of those branches or roots or whatever they are, they're going to need all of them to probably kill whatever yeah. it's eating. So I could see it being like that. Now, I don't necessarily see it being having eyes or being... I'm not going to say not alive because there's a whole new study even about like plant life being animals since they breathe and they bleed. <laughs> and... You know, we're finding more and more stuff out. They they talk to each other. Yeah, it's super weird. Plants are super fucking cool, but it is weird when you think about it. Because then we just genocide after genocide, right? Yeah. Um. So, uh, I actually didn't get a date for that book. Oh well. Um. Which one? Uh, Madagascar: Land of the Man-Eating Tree. Oh, I, I've never heard of this book. Um, this book? It was written by a man named Chase Osborne. Uh, in Oh, I did get a date. It was in, he wrote it in 1924. Okay. Um, at the time, he was a former governor of Michigan. Uh, just okay. fun fact there. Um, he claimed that both the tribes and missionaries on Madagascar knew about the hideous tree... Uh, he repeated the uh, German Karl's uh, account and acknowledged, I do not know whether this tigerish tree really exists or whether the blood-curdling stories about it are pure myth. It is enough for purpose if its story focuses your interest upon one of the least known spots of the world. Hmm. That's cool. There, It seems like there are a lot of books about... Um plants that that eat people now there are some plants out there that are like uh the proto carnivorous plants and they have been able to kill bigger animals you know not just insects but like mammals so probably rats and shit like that but like that's pretty uh you know that's cool like did i I just don't know. Plants are really sick, and I definitely believe that... I I think this thing could be real. And as I was actually looking at a lot of this stuff, 
Skipper, I'm not going to lie. When you first sent me this topic, I was like, well, that shit's not real. <laughs> and then I just had to think about it. I just had to think, like, why couldn't it be real? Like, why? I just, I don't know. I, I just thought, and I was like, well, we have all these other ones. Like, why can't, why can't this be real? It's just bigger. And I think going through all the ancient shit that I've been going through, I think it, uh, I think it's helping me set, like, I don't know. It's just like maybe today, like today, I, I don't think, I mean, but at the same time, I don't know. Cause like the fucking Amazon, right? Like think about how much of Brazil isn't even does, has never been touched by humans. So this shit still could be out there. Yeah. Damn. Um, it is kind of scary. We've got another book from 1955. Um, it's called Salamanders and Other Wonders. Um, it was written by a guy named Willie Lay. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. I don't think so. Um, he was a another German-American. Uh, this guy's a science writer. Uh, he was a big proponent of uh, cryptozoology. Um, went to college for astronomy, physics, zoology, and paleontology. Oh, sick. Um, Educated man. Yes. Uh, he is also the author of Do Prehistoric Monsters Still Exist? Uh, which helped to popularize the idea of like living dinosaurs, specifically mentioning the uh, Mokili Mbembe. I the, can never yeah. say that. I know you're talking Mbembe. Yeah. Fucking uh, Matt's, Matt. Matt's love. Matt's little dinosaur friend in Africa. Yeah. But yeah, he mentioned the uh, plant in his 1955 book as well. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's cool. I, I, I definitely can you can you say the books again so I can frame it down. Um, we've got the 1955 book Salamanders and Other Wonders. And I didn't get a date for the other one, but it's called Do Prehistoric Monsters Still Exist? Okay, cool. I don't need a date. That's all good. Because uh, I'm just going to look at I'm going to look at those books. I'm going to look those those up. Have a good time with them. <laughs> so, um, uh, let's see. I've got a few more quotes about the pl- about the plant that I like to read. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, this one is from the Guiana Highlands in South America. Um, uh, I Tapui, I think it's. I don't know. Oh, this is actually from the uh, the book uh, Sea and Land. Okay. This is about the South American one. Uh, travelers have told us of a plant which they assert grows in Central Africa and also South America. That is not contented with a myriad of larger insects, which it catches and consumes, but its ferocity extends to making even humans its prey. Uh, This marvelous vegetable minotaur is represented as having a short, thick trunk from the top of which radiates giant spines, narrow and flexible, but of extraordinary tenaciousness. The edges of which are armed with barbs or dagger-like teeth instead of growing... Instead of growing upright or at an inclined angle from the trunk, these spines lay their outer ends on the ground, 
beds, and so gracefully are they distributed that the trunk resembles an easy couch with green drapery around it. Uh, The unfortunate traveler, ignorant of the monstrous creation which lies in his way, and curious to examine the strange plant, or to rest himself upon its inviting stalk, approaches without a suspicion of his certain doom. The moment his feet are set within the circle of the horrid spines, they rise up like gigantic serpents and entwine themselves around him until he is drawn drawn upon the stump when they speedily drive their daggers into his body and thus complete the massacre. The body is crushed until every drop of blood is squeezed out until every drop of blood is squeezed out of it and becomes absorbed by the gore-loving plant. When the dry carcass is thrown out, the horrid trap is set again. That's interesting. For sure. Uh, did that description though that you gave with the thick uh, trunk and everything? How, um, how similar is that to the description of? Was it the vine that you described, or was it this? Um, that yeah. Um, that one was specifically Yatevia. Okay. Um, I can see if I have a description of the vampire vine. Okay, so. Okay, gotcha. Um, so. They're they're pretty similar though. Yeah, like their descriptions. So maybe this just is like just the same tree or like same plant. Okay, so. I've got a quote on the vampire vine. It includes a bit of a physical description of the plant. Okay. Uh, Mr. Dunstan, naturalist, who has recently returned from Central America, where he spent nearly two years in the study of flora and the fauna of the country, relates the finding of a singular growth in one of the swamps which surround the Great Lakes of Nicaragua. He was engaged in hunting for botanical and entomological specimens when he heard his dog cry out as if in agony from a distance. Running to the spot whence the animal's cries came, Mr. Dunstan found himself enveloped in a perfect network of what seemed to be fine, rope-like tissues of roots and fibers. Uh, The native servants who accompanied Mr. Dunstan manifested the greatest horror of the vine, which they call the Devil's Snare, and were full of the stories of its death-dealing powers. He was able to discover very little about the nature of the plant, owing to the difficulty of handling it, for it for its grasp grasp can only be torn away with the loss of skin and even of flesh. But, as near as Mr. Dunstan could ascertain, its power of suction is contained in a number of infinitesimal, infinitesimal mouths or little suckers, which ordinarily closed open for the reception of food. If the substance is animal, the blood is drawn off and the carcass or refuse then dropped. Wow, that paints a pretty picture. And that is from uh, October 1891 uh, from a man named Mr. Thomas Stead, who wrote that as a review uh, for a 
an article that he found in Lucifer magazine. Huh. In Lucifer magazine. <laughs> Which I like, looked into. Uh, they were known for book reviews and articles on philosophic, philosophical, theosophical, scientific, and religious articles. And then they later rebranded to something that I didn't actually remember to write down. Okay, I gotcha. Uh, so what are your what are your final thoughts about this creature? What do you think this is? Do you think it's real? Do you think this is something that maybe just did exist and now, you know, it's just it is urban legend? Or what are you feeling? Um, this is one that I would very much like to be um real. However, I don't know if it is. Right. Okay. And Do you think it was ever real? Maybe at some point. But I've left out a few key details um, from my retelling of the events. Um, so that report by... Uh, Edmund Spencer uh, about the German explorer Carl yeah. um, made up. whole story was made up. <laughs> it's another hodag situation. Um, uh, the Willie Lay guy who wrote Salamanders and Other Wonders. Yeah. Uh, he did bring it up in uh, his 1955 book. Uh, however, he said everything about it all appeared to be fabrications. Uh, no. <laughs> and this is a guy no. who was very much into cryptozoology, who yeah. really believed in like the modern day dinosaur kind of stuff. I like that. Okay. Um, I trust. I... And the paper that published uh, that first story. Um, yeah. The New Yorker uh, thing, uh, New York, New York World. Yeah, um, do you think that it was it from was New York? Because then, if it is, then wouldn't that be the? Uh, that would have been the first one, not the fucking James Bale guy. I said, even though that's what it told me, <laughs> motherfucker uh, lied. The, the newspaper one was definite was a good fifteen years before that. Right, but I'm saying, what's, do you think that that was in English? Do you think that was an English newspaper? Yeah, it's an American newspaper. Okay, that's all I was making sure. Okay. Um, but it was run by a pretty famous guy, um, Joseph Pulitzer. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I don't know. It's just, you know, that name kind of rings a bell, but I can't. And, um,. He is kind of credited with um, really bringing about the era of sensationalized media. Um, Like having ads in paper, making it all colorful, having pictures in there instead of just the news. Um, Really grabbing people's attention kind of stuff. Oh, so he's the one that I can thank for my uh, Sunday comics, being in color. (laughs) Uh, Yes, they were actually the first paper to put comics that's awesome. I like that. That's a good... Thanks for that one. I didn't know that. And then, um... 
Then we get to Mr. William Thomas Stead, who wrote that little excerpt on the vampire vine. Yeah. Um, he was described or hailed as one of the greatest newspapermen of his age and a ruthless fighter who had always believed himself to be on the side of angels. Um, which is, you know, all well and good, but that also... Um, where was I going with that? Oh, the specific brand, I, I guess, of journalism that he pursued... Um, Again, this was 1891. Um, was looked upon as the earliest or one of the founding, I guess, people of tabloid news. Okay. And so we have a bunch of different people publishing similar stories, all all of them looking to push a sensationalized media out there and which kind of it's not looking great for the plant from those optics right okay i would very much like it to be real though yeah i i i bet you i mean i would too i i would say that for me, I don't necessarily think that it is something that's alive right now. Um, but I definitely don't want to put it like past it that that I I can I I wouldn't be surprised if we came across a fucking plant that was just big enough to swallow up a normal size human. Like I wouldn't be. And that's I'm a I'm definitely going to think that way for the past. Uh, I mean, shit, dude. We saw how... I mean, we have fossils of... Well, I'd even be okay with one capable of eating a child. <laughs> Don't say that. You can't say it like that. You just should say if it was big enough to... Like, if a kid fell in it. You can't just say, I would be okay with it eating a child. I didn't say I'd be okay with it eating. I said, yeah, but that, but you see, eating. but people are going to take it that way. I know what you said. I'm just saying people are going to take it differently. But um, they can twist my words however they want. That's not what I said. Yeah, well, doesn't matter anymore. It depends on how you can twist them now. But uh, no, I would say that I'm not too yeah. good at twister. <laughs> what are you good at? I don't know. Okay. Well, that's fair. Depends on the moment. <laughs> Depends on the day. Depends on what we're doing. Um but yeah, no, I I'm 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 at that I could see it being real, but it, right now like it, it's just not. So, it's still undiscovered or it used to it was a prehistoric plant that is not around anymore. Or not even necessarily prehistoric just it's no longer with us yeah or it could be you know what these pitcher plants are and the pitcher plants evolved from them right like i don't know i could see that being a thing so but yeah i guess i mean that's all i got on it 
Um, I think I've been through all my notes. I would definitely yeah. say that this is an interesting story and people should definitely check it out. Yeah, I, I'd recommend it. Right. So hopefully it'll uh, catch you guys by surprise and you wouldn't you wouldn't have even known that the uh, TVO was something so interesting. So damn interesting. So steeped in pop culture. Yeah, that's cool too. It's also, I'm pretty sure, a Resident Evil game too. But, uh, but yeah, it is. Um, it's, it's. I believe there. there's actually a plant specifically named like Yatevio in Resident Evil. Yeah, uh, I yeah. think I saw a reference to that. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, um, that's it for me, Skipper. You got anything else, buddy? I was pulling up a list of like pop culture references too. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Let's see, we've got Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Um, it includes a constrictor plant known as Devil's Snare. Um, the Life of Pi has the tree. Uh, the Woman Eater, I don't know what that is. Uh, the Ruins, 2008 movie about a vine that kills and consumes humans. This list is not in any kind of order. I was hoping at least for like... Year. Like release. Yeah. Uh, It's it's not a good list. What are you on? Are you on Wikipedia? Yeah. That's fucking why. (laughs) Fucking Wikipedia, man. Yeah. Okay, well... Hopefully, man, we'll be seeing you soon. And I'm happy that you were able to at least knock one episode out. Well, you've knocked more than one out. Oh, no, this is it. This is the only episode you've done since Kentucky, right? Um, like the the last one I was on was our 2022 recap. Yeah, we were all together for that. Yeah. So, damn, man. Yeah, this is it. Damn. Okay. Well, you know, that's uh you're you're just so far away. Not so like a good old 11-hour drive. Damn, dude. Well, be safe on your way back. Um, I hope that you can come with us to Encounter Quest. It sure will be a blast. And we hope to see you at Encounter Quest. Quest, quest. Alrighty. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>